Hey there, entrepreneur. Before we jump in, I have a quick question for you. Are you looking for a way to get a little bit more purposeful with planning for your business? Well, if you answered yes, because who wouldn't want to be more purposeful in planning for their business? I have an amazing free resource for you, and that is my month and planning worksheets. And they are perfect in order to, you know, plan for Q4 and finish out the year strong. They include things like a way to make a visibility plan for yourself, you know, track your social media following, get eyes on your revenue, set goals, all sorts of amazing things. And if that sounds like something that's, you know, good for you, which I don't know why it wouldn't be, you know, pull out your phone and text the word planning to number 55444. Again, that is planning P-L-A-N-N-I-N-G to the number 5544. And for now, I'm jumping in with the amazing Danny Whitestone. Let's go. Ever found yourself teetering on the edge of throwing in the towel? You know, asking yourself questions like, is this supposed to be this hard? Or is it even possible to succeed at this entrepreneur thing? I completely get it because I built my successful businesses while juggling major health issues for my children and myself, debt piling up to my eyeballs and so much more. Want to know how the hell I succeeded and how you can too? Tune in to find out. Here we go. everybody. I am so excited to welcome Danny Whitestone to the show today. Many of you may know her and she is fantastic. But just a little bit more about her is that her goal was to have a company worth over a million dollars by the time she was 35 and become a self-made millionaire. And guys, she did it. She did it as the sole female co-founder of Turbo Law Software. You know, instead of retiring at age 42, which I think, you know, there are a lot of people out there, once you become a millionaire, you're like, yeah, I got this. I'll take a rest. But that was not what she did. She went ahead and founded the Women's Small Business and Leadership Network, which encompasses all sorts of amazing things, including a vibrant Facebook community. Also, you know, fun fact about Danny, which I absolutely love this, was that the last crazy thing she did was fly to Taiwan and compete in a martial arts tournament in Tai Chi broadsword. So Danny, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really excited for this conversation. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me on. This is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I just reading that bio, I'm like, whoa, holy moly, man, self-made millionaire by, you know, <laughs> by 35. I mean, goodness gracious, that's just amazing. So congrats. That alone is an amazing accomplishment. Thank you. It's it it took a lot to be I didn't again, just like anybody starting out on the entrepreneurial path, you know, you have a goal and you have to have that faith because you're not sure how you're gonna get there, but you have to believe that you will one way or another. And it was definitely a crazy ride, you know, a crazy ride to achieve the goal with lots of twists and turns. Yeah. That but it, you know, but I but but I got there because exactly. I said I was gonna... <laughs> exactly. I heard I heard a great quote this morning listening to a podcast that said the road to success is always under construction. Right. So <laughs> is, you know, like you just said, like, here's the goal, but how are you getting there? You don't always know. You just have to have faith that you're getting there, right? 
Absolutely. And even when I speak with women now, you know, I don't, gosh, what company is this I've started? Six? But still, <laughs> I'm learning things along the way. And they're like, there's always something to learn. And there's always challenges. And there's always new challenges. It's yes. one of the one of the great things about being an entrepreneur, small business owner is like, it's never boring. <laughs> exactly. Amen to that. Right. So on that note, tell us a little bit about your background. I know from our conversations that, you know, you've, you have built that resilience muscle, you know, in more ways than one, you know, from health issues to building your business to whatever that might be, but tell people a little bit about your journey and, you know, how you got to where you are today. Sure. Very simply, in terms of just, you know, you have, sometimes people say, you know, entrepreneurs are born. And I think there's something to be said for that, for that person that really just knows that they need to forge their own way and have their own path. And then I like to think that other people, like maybe have that fire in them that maybe just needs to be stoked a little bit and encouraged to say, you know, like, no, this is not what I want to do. I'm going to do my own, own thing. Yeah. And really having that like inner fortitude to like, I can't either, for me, it was, like taking a job washing dogs. I think I was like 12 under the table, totally illegal. I look back, I'm horrified now because I don't even know what <laughs> like, it was touching. <laughs> like, you know, we're for a dog groomer. And just like, and just thinking, I can't, I can't have people tell me what to do. And I really just need to, you know, re really need to do my, really in having that desire to do my own thing. Right. And, but when you step off the path of, not that any path in life is easy, but when you are just really carving out your own things, whether it's company, it really does take, take a lot of resilience, especially not even just because the direction you're going is uncharted waters, but because people around you are telling you, you know, don't do that. It's scary. Yes. Don't do that. Yeah, it's yeah. not safe. Don't do that. You won't succeed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think there's something to be said for this like myth of like the right versus wrong path, right? Because no matter like to your point, no matter which one you take, people are going to have opinions. That's yes. just human nature, right? Um, Well-meaning, I think sometimes, but especially in the entrepreneurial journey, you see that a lot. You see people being, quote unquote, concerned for you. Mm -hmm. But I think, I wonder how much of that comes from just having a non-kind of traditional path in life, right? It's true. I think, I think, I think it's a lot of it can be very well, you know, very well-meaning because it is, it is uncharted territory. It is, you, you can just go out and get a job and you have a steady paycheck versus when you're an entrepreneur, it's okay. There's, you know, okay. Yeah. You know, you're risking your house, you know, your, your house. Um, we'll talk about health too in this conversation yeah, exactly. and you're, you're risking, you're risking everything to go out on that path. And I kept, and I just kept, and I kept doing it in terms of finding my way to software. It was, it was a fun journey. Cause I thought I was going to be an attorney. I loved, you know, I loved the idea of defending, you know, defending people and sticking up for bullies. That's actually how I ended up, you know, in, in martial arts too. Cause I don't like, I don't like, I don't like bullies. <laughs> Neither do I. No, no need, no need. Yeah. Um, spent, uh, spent an afternoon in a courtroom with one of my friends who was a judge, you know, sitting there, walked out of the courtroom, bawled my eyes out because I'm like, eh, because I could not handle it. I, this is not the environment for me. So yeah. on my path, I, you know, met up with, I met up with another you know, like a childhood friend through my, through my music background. And they had this little piece of software that was for, you know, for, for attorneys. So we banded together with, you know, the four of us to, you know, create this, this, the, create my last large company, you know, that you no know, turbo law software, but, Oh my gosh, I learned so much on that journey, not even on the business side, but on the just 
really recognizing that it's one of the reasons why I founded the Women's Small Business and Leadership Network is honoring the fact that, since, especially seeing the contrast since I worked with all guys, right? like guys don't go through pregnancy the way we do. <laughs> no, they no. don't. We love you guys, but you don't. No, or any, or, or maybe it, it's in the health struggles. Again, I, t- I did a speech once, Michelle, called um, Superwoman Has Left the Building. Yeah. Because I'm not sure what in terms of, you know, whether, you know, as women, it's instilled in us that we can, you know, we can do everything. We can be everything. But, yeah. <laughs> gosh, Michelle Obama had a great quote. I'll probably I'll paraphrase it here, but something like, you know, we can, we can have it all, but not always at the same time. Right. And right. I love, I loved that because when I was growing that company in, you know, and I had just had my son and it was a downturn of like 2007, 2008. So I'm like trying to manage a sales team. I'm trying to recover from a C-section and, and again, still thinking that what's wrong with me because I'm failing, right. what's wrong with me because I'm getting sicker. Like, why can't I do everything? Right. I mean, can, can you, I mean, and that's the thing is like, I can, I can almost guarantee with hundred percent, you know, certainty that the majority of our listeners right now have asked themselves that exact question, no matter what the scenario is, but you know, what's wrong with me you know, that that question can be so extremely isolating, but I agree 110% with what you're saying is like, nothing is wrong with you. It's the expectations that have been kind of, you know, put upon you um, that, that it's actually possible to be a superwoman, right? Yes. And it's, and it's almost even further detriment to that. This, this culture has this culture of, like, oh, I put in 16 hours today. Oh, God, oh yeah. I haven't gone on vacation in five years. High five. Good job. That sucks. <laughs> yes. That sucks. Yeah. But, you know, thinking about like in my 20s, it's that weird mix between, yes, you know, being an entrepreneur, it does take, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of hard work, especially at certain time, at times of it. And the hard work doesn't go away. Right. But really just being strategic about the smart work and not feel in, if you gosh, like that martyr, that martyr badge. Yes. Okay. We all have friends. We might recognize this in ourselves. Yeah, agreed. In terms of like, you know, I, I got two hours of sleep last night and now I'm up at work. I've, I've, I used to maybe, you know, look at that more like, oh, wow, look how strong I am. Look at how much dedicated, mm-hmm. look how dedicated I am versus no, that's a really sign of a really uh, like a unbalanced, not healthy existence. Right. Yeah. And I think you're exactly right. And I don't know if that's something that comes with age, but I wish we could shake some women like earlier in the process. I'm trying like, because I've been that person of like, I will power through this. Look at me go. And now I'm like, no, I need a nap, man. Like, yes, (laughs) to recharge. So, you know, talk to us a little bit about the health, health side of it. Because I think when you, when you have that constantly power through mentality, which your point like there's going to be seasons when you hustle there's going to be seasons you know when you're launching a product and that is a season that's the key that is not the norm so and you and I both have dealt with this crap where you know your body gives out before maybe your mind catches up (laughs) with that lesson so talk to us a little bit about you know the health stuff absolutely my naturopath um 
my naturopath has a, she's a naturopath and also a nurse, um, nurse practitioner. And she had this fantastic phrase that she, that she, she talked to me about when I was going through this. It's like, you know, the body will whisper to you and then it will talk to you. Yeah. Then it'll shout to you and then it'll drop you to your knees. Exactly. Yep. And it's all those times when we don't honor those signals, those internal signals of you need to see a doctor, you need better food, you know, you need to rest. And we power, power, power through day in and day out until you got hit with a devastating, you know, devastating illness. Like my body after, it's one of those things where you might be able to take a, you know, by, by kind of by hit by one bus, but then you get hit by a couple at once. Yeah, exactly. And you're done. Yeah. Yeah. Which happened to me again. Um, work stresses, marital stresses, mm-hmm. um, nine pounds, 15 pound baby through C-section. Yeah, exactly. Out. Post. Post, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I just started uh, losing weight and nobody could tell me why I started um, slurring my words. I couldn't create, I couldn't speak. I couldn't um, move my neck. Everything was excruciatingly loud. I couldn't like my arms would go numb, but when I would seek out, mess- you know, seek out, seek out help from my doctors, it would be like, oh, you're a new mom, you're stressed. <laughs> my favorite. That's my favorite thing to hear. Yeah, that's awful. And I'm like, well, I've, I've been stressed before in my life for different reasons. And, but my, I've never, my, my arms like go numb. Like, that's like, not normal. <laughs> I've lost half my hair. Like, again, I understand that like st- stress bad at the root of everything. However, maybe there's other mitigating factors making it worse. So that's kind of when I found the marriage of like, you know, like that Western and more holistic doctors. And I found a holistic doctor and it, and it turns out one of my huge issues was gluten that it was, you know, destroy, you know, destroying, destroying my body and I wasn't absorbing nutrients. Right. So that's when I had the epiphany Again, contrary to a lot of that martyr, like, oh, I didn't eat today, or I just had a bag of chips or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, the epiphany of, wow, you know, doing what we do need, you need so much energy. You do, yeah. Where does it come from? It comes from food. Exactly. (laughs) And rest and like, you know, and all those things, like all of like the typical things that we tend to put on the back burner to quote unquote succeed is what yes. you need to succeed. Yes, <laughs> it is fundamental. Yeah. Self-care, whatever, pick your own word, taking care of yourself, yeah. you know, is a business strategy. Yes, it agreed, is. agreed. Because- and we say that, we say that here all the time on The Resilient Entrepreneur because, you know, I think there's that, like you just said, and I like how you threw that in, like whatever word you want to use because some people hear self-care and they get really angry. They're like, I don't need a freaking bubble bath. Those are all well and good. This is like everyday stuff, mm-hmm. guys. Like yes. you can only go so long. Like you said, mm-hmm. first it whispers and then it drops you to your knees. Like, and that yes. will happen. And then you will have no business, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And the brain is, ex- we use our brains so much. The brain is expensive to run. <laughs> One of my wonderful mentors okay. uses this phrase. It is, it takes, it takes, again, it takes fuel. And after going through that, I went and got a certificate as a um, a holistic nutritionist because I needed to understand more because I didn't have the idea. Like I thought like raisin bran is food, you know, just, you know, in the morning, just kind of that, you know, Western diet of, okay, you know, stick something in the microwave and that's food. 
Right. It's, you know, additive ingredients, things, things that literally aren't food that we're ingesting that doesn't like that doesn't, and you can even look at it like this. I'm like that, that's not a food ingredient. That's going to help my body heal itself, help give me energy and help fuel my business. It's not food. I need to really take care of the machine. The center of the business universe is me in my health. So I need to take care of that in order to get the best results out of me. Right. Right. I mean, you hear that a lot from CEOs too. I think, you know, especially within the last kind of five years, whereas that power, power through grind, whatever mentality has taken a little bit of a backseat and you're hearing a lot of CEOs speaking about habits for success, you know, Mm -hmm. speaking about their regiment and how they do take care of themselves. But from a female perspective, right? Can you speak about, you know, maybe your thoughts on why women don't do it, right? Because I think there's a lot of stuff there, right? So why are we so hesitant to actually do it, even though we know logically it's a good thing for us? How often do any of us put ourselves first? Right. Yeah. Like never. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, we're, we're programmed for that almost from like a young age, which is really, you know, it, it screws us business wise too, on a lot of levels. It's, it's almost like a yin and yang because of, uh, in terms of like, you know, caring for others gives us, you know, uh, caring for others will give us power in business too, mm-hmm. and authenticity. Right. But putting ourselves last is so hugely detrimental. And part of it, I may perhaps you'll have a guest on that can speak really eloquently, you know, eloquently to this. However, you know, we put the kids first. We put the mm-hmm. how in terms of, okay, I had a crazy day at work, but now I got to run the, you know, run some, someone to soccer and now I got to get right. on in terms of, and you're exhausted. Right. So I loved I loved reading about how on a, in the terms of time management, you know, scheduling your values. Yes. And what does your schedule look like? And okay. If your schedule looks like that, are you valuing yourself? Right. Versus, okay. You know what you need to, you have an hour of rest or I know some people are saying, I will never get that. And I- 15 minutes, take the 15 minutes, whatever exactly, it is. Exactly, whatever, you know, whatever it is. Figure, you know, just to, just to figure it out as so that you do, you know, you do schedule in time for yourself, whether it's a nap or a walk or something, just to, you know, think about it as scheduling, you know, scheduling your values so that your schedule represents the fact that you value yourself. Right. Right. I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. I think, you know, every Sunday night, and I know you do something similar too, I believe, is that I sit down and I say, okay, what is not aligned? What's not aligned? Yes. And I do it on the, you know, yearly, quarterly, um, monthly and weekly basis, right? Which seems like a lot, seems overkill. But I think as women, we need that constant reminder to say, no, these are my priorities. Mm-hmm. This other stuff that, that falls into like the people pleasing or the, I don't want to make you mad or any of that other bullshit needs to go. And I think at least from what I've seen, a lot of women have actually, as hard as COVID has been, you know, that other stuff has fallen away because it had to, it's not here. Right. Yeah. And when I ask people this question in terms of when you have said no, or when you have set boundaries, when has it ever gone badly? Or do people step up 
they, they, you give people the opportunity to, you know, you give people the opportunity to step up and help, or there's a line where there's, you know, does that, does that person, you know, even respect you more? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm at least at the point of my career that, and I, we had a great conversation on a past episode with Deborah Vogue about this is like, I respect people when they say, no, I can't help right now. Mm -hmm. Because that in itself is a way of you saying like, you're not necessarily being a jerk. You're just Mm -hmm. saying like, I know that my life is overly abundant right now. And I know if I can't give to you what you need, Mm -hmm. then I can't give, then I don't want to do it. But it doesn't mean you stop asking, right? You don't, that doesn't mean like you heard a no. It's just like sales. You keep asking for help. Yes. Asking, ask for the help. And you can say, you can say in terms of pissing people off, Maybe there's work there where you have to be comfortable with yourself. Where like you're gonna say no, and you have to be okay with the other person pissing off. Jen Shinshiro in her book, uh, uh, gosh, you're bad. You are a badass. You're a badass. Yep. Has a great phrase in her book. It talks about like screwing someone over, and how like saying no to someone isn't screwing them over. She she her phrase is screwing someone over is like poisoning their water supply. Exactly. Like that's. <laughs> That's mean. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's no. not. But, you know, saying someone and you know honoring yourself, and also you're honoring the other person because we've all been in the situation where we said yes to something like whatever it is, even if it's like I don't know, putting Making whatever cookies for freaking PTO, whatever it might be. Yeah, like, come I, to mind, Michelle. I'm not gonna lie. In terms of like you, you know, yeah. like, okay, I'm gonna you know do this, you know, whatever baked goods and or something. And I happen to love baking when I have the time to, you know, exactly. once have the time to do it. But when you say yes, when you know, you can't really do it and then you resent it and it, it's bad. It's like bad, bad vibes all around. It's like, you're not happy. The food, you know, you're, you're not happy doing it. And the people, you resent it. And it, why versus I, I, I wish I could this time, but I'll, Whatever language again, whatever language you you know you find find a find a partner to work out some phrases that work for you. Yes. Saying, yeah. You know, I mean, I, yeah. I, I wish I wish I wish I wish I could. I look forward to doing it next time. Or here's a donation, or yeah. whatever. Like here, I'm gonna Amazon you some sprinkles. You know, because <laughs> whatever it might be. But I think you know that's a really great point. And I tell clients that all the time is like, let's let's put down a script. Right. So if you, well, number one, saying no is also working a muscle. So the more you do it, the more you're comfortable with it. So if anyone's listening at home and you're, you know, it's same thing as sales. I always equate it to sales too. And the fact of like, you know, when you're making that first pitch, you're like ready to have a heart attack. Right. You may not be as comfortable with it. When you're saying no, the first time you're worried the world's going to crash and everyone's going to hate you. But Mm -hmm. by your 10th, no, you're like, meh. Like, this works for me now. I'm good. But making that script is just such a great idea. Yes. I like this. I like scripts because it, it's like a tool in the toolbox. Right. Exactly. It's hard sometimes if you're not comfortable in a situation, if you are in the emotional side of you and like, oh, I don't want to, you know, fighting those internal messages in your bridge, then having, you know, having a go-to script just kind of takes it, takes it, takes the mind muck out of you, puts it on yeah. paper and then you have it and you have it ready to go. And this is my script when I need to say no to someone. Yeah. And I mean, it's the same as breaking any other habit or forming a new one. Right. So I'm just thinking what just popped in my head is like, if you were going to start running, you would probably have a roadmap for that. You would probably have something concrete to support you in doing that. So let's look at the saying no as something similar, you know, have a script, be prepared, 
you know, make a plan to say, okay, like you said, scheduling your values and say, if these are my top three priorities or my values lay here, anything that's not aligned, I need a strategy to say no. I need a strategy for them not to hijack my progress, right? Yes. The, and if you don't know where those lines are, I would definitely be an advocate of getting some clarity about where yes. you want to be, getting some clarity around goals, because then you can have a very solid, you know, at least it's closer in terms of, is this going to get me to where I'm going? Yes. Is this going to get me where I'm going? No. Or is this, is this going to get me to where I'm going? No, but I still want to do it. <laughs> yeah. And then you have the option. I think yes. that's the thing is like, it's not, it's not something that's, it's not an agreement made out of obligation that, like you said, that resentment will eat you from the inside out, even about silly things about baking cupcakes. Like I suck at cooking. Nobody <laughs> wants to eat it. It's just not good. Right. So if you ask me to make something, I'm like, yeah, but then it's not good. It's so, it's like, so write the check, buy the fucking cupcakes, like whatever needs to happen. Right. The reason why I'm thinking about cupcakes is, you know, in terms of that, you know, saying yes, it gets me to where you want to go. No, because I'm thinking about, say, if you have a, you know, if you have a goal, like a health and fitness goal, right. then it's like, okay, okay, no, will this pizza get me, okay, will this pizza get me to my goal? No. Okay. You, you know, will this get me to my goal? Will the salad get me to my goal? Yes. Okay. But there's this cupcake and like, will it get me to my goal? No, but I want to do it. It's like a conscious choice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Instead of involuntary response, which I think a lot of us do. Yes comes out of our mouth before we even have a chance to run it through the filter of our values, right? Yes, Yikes. I, it, it definitely. And to take it even one step, one step beyond, okay, so we have the, you know, saying no so that we don't get overwhelmed and we start ex exercising that muscle. I love that phrase. You know, being, we talk, let's talk a little bit about being an advocate for our own health. Yes. And also uh, being an advocate for our own health, health and asking for help. Yes, exactly. Asking for help. I think that's the key, right? And I think you've, you've created a beautiful community. Like in the, the two of us run in similar circles where, you know, I like, I like feeling like you're a jerk if you don't ask for help. <laughs> like being accepted into that community is just really a beautiful thing. Talk to us about, you know, how do you, how do you ask for help? I think is a good question that I want to hear. I used to really suck at it and I've gotten better with practice, but it took me being dropped to my knees to recognize that I don't have to do it all. Right. I shouldn't do it all. And by me doing it all, I rob other people of the opportunity to contribute. Right. Right. So I, and I, I rob them of the opportunity to step up and I can think of this a thousand and one times in business. And I can also think of it in my, my home life. Right. I had another medical emergency where I was, I was laid up for a week. I couldn't do, I was in, I was in the hospital for a week and then I was home for a week and then on in a recovery, recovering from like in terminal abdominal surgery. And I got to see my whole family, you know, step up and it, and they got to cult, like my, especially like my son, they got to cultivate skills that they wouldn't have had if it's like just mom always there. Right. Right. So I definitely don't advocate having to be that extreme, but to step back and realize, you know, look at what's going on and say like, no, really, who can do this? Who can, yeah. you know, don't rob people of 
because you think you have to do it all. Don't rob people of their learning and don't rob people of the, the caring and love that comes with contrib- you know, with contributing. Yeah. We never, Michelle, does this resonate with you? It's like, oh, well, I don't want to be a bother. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All the time. But now I'm, again, that muscle, work it. You're not bothering. Yes. You're actually, some people, you know, we talk about this with outsourcing a lot. Some people's zone of genius is ridiculously meticulous admin work. I'm good with that. <laughs> like they like doing it. Let yeah. them step into their zone of genius. Yes. Period. It's a win-win. Everyone wins with that. <laughs> so is there anything like kind of as we wrap up, you know, maybe one more thing that you, you want to drive home with our listeners? I would love in terms of advocating, I want women to especially get the message to be an advocate for their own health. Yes. They, when um, be an advocate for themselves and their business, we got that, but definitely be an advocate for their own health. When, if they do have something that's going on in, in, you know, within them that they can't figure out, keep seeking, keep questioning. Just mm-hmm. because someone has degrees beyond their name doesn't mean they, they know. Just because they tell you something or they say, especially if they say, oh, we don't know, it must be in your head, you know, fight against that. <laughs> keep seeking yeah. answers, you know, keep seeking answers. That, that is definitely a message that I'm trying to, trying to get out there is to make sure that we are an advocate for ourselves in, in, all, in all areas of our lives and to really listen, listen to your body right. and take care, of your, take, care, take care of yourself. You are your best business investment. Exactly. I love that. You're your best business investment. Just don't take no. You wouldn't, you know, we always stress don't take no when it comes to closing a sale. Don't take no when it comes to, you know, your body too. Perfect example. I love it. All right. Well, tell everybody where they can find you and, you know, any promotions or anything that you want to share with us too. Oh, definitely. Anybody can join our free Facebook group. You can find us. You research for the Women's Small Business and Leadership Network on Facebook. We have a wonderful community there. We have experts every week. It's just positive and thriving. And I'm so thrilled. I'm, I am just, I just, that community just brings me absolute, yeah. absolute joy. I have a paid coaching community. We'll hear more about that coming in September. And if you people do want to find me on the web, it's the website right now is www.wsbln.us. Awesome. Wonderful. Thank you. And I'll be sure to include that stuff in the notes, guys. And if you're part of the Surviving Entrepreneurship community on Facebook, which if you're not, you definitely should be, go find us. It's a fantastic community as well. We'll be dropping something fun from Danny in there as well for everybody who has listened. So thank you so much, Danny. This is just, I know you've made an impact for people listening and I just, I just love hearing your story too. Thank you so much for having me on and for your audience. And I absolutely adore everything that you're doing. And I'm so, I'm so honored and thrilled to be, to be a part of your podcast and your community. Thank you so much. Yeah. Michelle. Wow. Right. What a great conversation, huh, guys? I mean, saying no has got to be one of the top things I hear from people on the regular because you just feel so obligated and you don't want to disappoint somebody and you know all of those reasons. But I'm telling you, the most valuable thing that was said on this episode, in my opinion, is that creating a script for saying no is so important. And it's such an amazing tool because it is something that you need to practice, especially if you're in the habit of just saying yes before you even can, you know, think about whether or not it aligns with your priorities. As I know I have done before, it comes out of my mouth before I even realized what the hell I'm committing to, you know? So, I mean, really take a moment, 
you know, today, within the next couple of days to sit down and just, you know, write out a simple script as to, you know, how you would say no to somebody. Someone asks you to bake cupcakes, you can say, you know what, I would love to help, but unfortunately I don't have the time for that right now. You know, can I write you a check or whatever the heck you need to do, but just keep it simple, you know, keep it authentic and just make sure you're saying only yes to the things that align with your priorities. Okay. And I I promise it'll make a huge difference in your life. So on next week's episode, I am so excited, so excited because we have Kit Pang on the show. Some of you may be familiar with how amazing he is. He is the founder of Boston Speaks. He has taken, you know, the TEDx stage. He's just an amazing and an incredible and a really nice human being. So I hope you'll join in and listen to next week's episode because you won't want to miss it. And guys, as always, if you loved what you heard today or in past episodes, please make sure that you subscribe, download, rate, and review, and, you know, tell a friend because who couldn't use a little more resilience in their life? Right, guys? See you later.